We are gathered in this sacred space today for two purposes. To initiate another group of people into the Jesus movement and to be nourished at God's table. This rhythm of initiation and renewal of vows and nourishment undergirds what it means to follow Jesus in a world rife with white supremacy, sexism, anti-Semitism, income inequality, and transnational cyber warfare. Now, I do not bring up those violent phenomena to alarm or distress you, but to offer an occasion for prayerful reflection as we gaze upon the crucified and risen one. In this mysterious post-resurrection appearance, Jesus retains the wounds of his brutal crucifixion. And the narrator does not go to great lengths to gloss over the tension this offers for those who would prefer a savior with a pristine, flawless, post-resurrection body. It is those scars that St. Thomas seeks that he yearns to touch and see. Jesus, quote, is challenging Thomas and the other disciples to confront the wounds of their personal and collective life instead of trying to deny or hide them and directs them to the collective work of healing by reorienting their senses pointing them to truths that rarely come to light. The children we will baptize today will, like most of us in this room, experience their own heartaches, disappointments, and traumas. This is difficult to fathom, isn't it? That such innocent, trusting human beings will disappoint and be disappointed will succumb to and survive dim seasons of life and will face difficult situations with complex questions and will often leave those situations without answers. According to one theologian, Amy Powell, resurrection faith means having the courage to look at our wounds. Resurrection faith is having the courage to look at our wounds. It means practicing telling the truth, of apologizing to those we've hurt, and expressing pain when we ourselves have been hurt by others. Resurrection faith is seeing these bodies in which we inhabit, these lives that we live, these fears that haunt us, and these triumphs as they are. Details on the messy, confusing web of life that are not easily detangled. I am fond of saying that St. Thomas, often called Doubting Thomas, was the first Episcopalian. (laughs) And I say he was the first Episcopalian for that very reason his doubts. Like so many of us in this room, it is our doubts, our questions, our faithlessness that brings us into union with God. 
It reminds me of a 2020 interview from a few years ago um, with Whitney Houston. So it was a few years ago. And the interviewer had made this claim about Whitney Houston's drug use. And Whitney Houston looks at this interviewer and says, show me the receipts, which is a vernacular way of saying, prove it. St. Thomas on this day says to Jesus, as any good Episcopalian does, prove it, show me the receipts. And if we pay close attention to the narrative, we notice that Jesus does not ask Thomas to stop doubting. Rather, Jesus' invitation to Thomas is to lean further into doubt, to place his hand on the sights of Jesus' trauma and realize that life and death are two dimensions of this crucified and risen one. A dimension of the baptized life is the gift of curiosity about this world, about our purpose on this planet and the God in whom we find our beginning and our end. Being baptized places us up against the big questions we stumble across in this mortal coil. Who am I? Where did I come from? Where am I? Where am I going? Instead of sheltering us from the big questions, we are plunged in baptism deeper into them, right up against them. And just as he did for St. Thomas, Jesus is faithful to do for us, holding nothing of himself back from us, not even his brutal crucifixion. Jesus stands before us saying, not even God is immune from suffering or pain. The baptized life, being a Christian, following Jesus, is not a precious jewel box kept in a safe secure from the impediments and inconveniences of contemporary life. Instead, it is an invitation from the living God to celebrate the ways we have died, the ways we've survived, and the ways we've come out on the other side, scars and all. Amen.